Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and before we jump into today's show, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Green Mountain Dental Group. So, Green Mountain Dental is the best family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area. They're located in Lakewood, about 15 minutes away from downtown Denver, and uh, they're huge Colorado sports fans. They're also one of our partners here at DMVR, and so supporting them is basically the same as supporting us. So if you need to get your teeth cleaned, you might as well head out to Green Mountain Dental in Lakewood and uh, see what they can do for you. Uh, our sales director, Lindsay, got her wisdom teeth out um, at Green Mountain Dental recently, and she said it was the best experience she's ever had with a dentist in her life. That's some pretty high praise. They sent her a card. Uh, the, the doctor or dentist like caught up with her personally, called her personally a few days after uh, the procedure to uh, make sure she was doing all right. Uh, it's everything you'd expect from a family-owned dentist. Um, the best part is, at least in my opinion, if you do schedule an x-ray cleaning and exam, then you can receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's a great deal. Again, a cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. So set an appointment up with Green Mountain Dental Group and uh, go get your teeth better from them. Okay, um, so let's jump in with some college football stuff. So uh, there were a whole bunch of games this weekend. Hopefully you guys had a chance to watch some of those. Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, it also kind of reminded me that in college football, a very small percentage of the games are actually competitive. <laughs> there are just like so many blowouts. They like after watching all these basketball games and watching all these hockey games, the playoffs, it's like, oh yeah, this is what this sometimes looks like. Um, I watched that Army game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. They won like 42 to zero. And they did what you'd expect them to do. You know, it's a triple option team, um, as you expect, you know, an academy, naval academy, or I guess that's the Army, West Point. That's still an academy school. Army Academy just doesn't sound nearly as good as Naval Academy, probably because you're not supposed to say that. Um, but it was a lot of fun in the same way that the triple option is always a lot of fun. You know, they just have like the speedy guys who are running around. They have like the big, powerful fullback. I was getting ready for the game tonight. Uh, Navy's playing BYU. Navy, another team that runs the triple option. And uh, in one of the previews I was reading, um, somebody called 
Navy's backfield or, or said, uh, I think the phrase was dominant fullback duo, which is like a three-word combination that just, I don't know, it just makes my heart happy to hear. Dominant fullback duo. And that's just something you don't get unless you're watching triple option football because you don't see teams run the ball with a fullback. Or honestly, like half of them don't even use fullbacks anymore. And so to hear that they're using two and they're using them correctly, like honestly, again, no surprise. It is a triple option offense. But it still does just make me happy. Um, so that's the game tonight. Um, I guess we're only a few hours away at this point, so most of you won't listen to this before that starts but that's going to be a lot of fun and uh i'm gonna throw at least a couple dollars on navy to beat byu because i mean it's it's a pretty close vegas is saying it's going to be a pretty close game um but navy is just like slight underdogs which is tough to ignore because again triple option and they're playing BYU, not a team who sees a lot of the triple option. And it's the first game of the season. Like, there are just so many reasons. Now, when BYU plays Army next week, first of all, it's kind of crazy that they're playing these two academy schools back-to-back. That might be a different story because they have seen it. But uh, I, I fully expect Navy to just go out there and run all over BYU. Um BYU, who knows what they'll do offensively. Want to throw the ball a lot. Um, Navy's kind of young in the secondary. Maybe they can get something going there. At the same time, it's just like going up against the military schools, it is so hard for me to just say like, oh, yeah, you're going to be able to pick on in the secondary. It's like they will be disciplined. They will be doing everything that they are asked to do. But still, like they're young college football players. They have to make mistakes, right? Uh, It's just really hard to bet on it when it comes to one of those schools um i think i think that that's probably how i'm going to spend college football season i've seen a lot of people trying to decide like which schools they're going to be following and cheering for without having cu out there at least for a couple more months i uh I kind of decided like I was just going to watch it all and I was going to enjoy it all i wasn't really going to like pick favorites or anything but after watching that Army game and now how excited I am for the Navy game, maybe this is the one year where I just treat myself and say, okay, we're all in on the triple option. Whenever a triple option's on TV, we're watching that. Maybe I'll throw an air raid team in there too. I don't know. We'll see. That's kind of where I'm at. But uh, I just love watching that style of football because it is so different than anything else. And ju- it's it's so principled. Like everything they do is something that is very crucial to their identity. Like, you know, what's a good example? You know, the Broncos last year, it was almost like they were trying, like they just knew they had to run a balanced offense. And that meant that they had to run the ball a lot. That meant they had to like give the ball to Royce Freeman. Whereas a real good offense is balanced because they have so many options. Like hopefully the Broncos will be this year where it's like, okay, now that we've completed a pass, they're going to be sitting back, and so we should run at them because that's where their weakness is. Instead of thinking like, well, we passed last time. We better get a run in there because we have to be balanced. It's like the balance just comes naturally because you are 
working the defense properly. And that is what these academy schools are all about. It's just we are going to beat you wherever you leave an opening. And if you're not stopping the inside run, we're going to pound you with the fullback. And if you are overloading the middle of the defense to stop that inside run, we're running like the outside, like you're faking the handoff to the fullback and you're running like the traditional triple option around the edge. And then if somebody see out there, they're cheating down, then maybe you call the pass and you play the play action with the fullback and then drop a ball in over the defense defense's heads. Like that is what it's all about is just picking on the defense when they overcommit to something and just making them make mistakes. And that is so frustrating. You saw it, you saw it in the army game too, uh, with the late pass interference that really changed things. Um, I was betting on that game because it's like a fun hobby of mine at this point. And, uh, I was like the money line for the fourth quarter, essentially you could get plus odds on army to, win the fourth quarter and they start fourth quarter with the ball they they ran like 12 minutes off the clock with one drive and it was looking like maybe they weren't going to score and that's like the downside of that bet is it could have been um army wins army loses or they just tie and i ended up like taking them to win the quarter because they were up 35 zip with the ball to start the quarter how do you not especially when you're getting plus odds on it and so i did that um but they just about got stopped one of the defenders, though, on a pass to the quarterback who had a really rough day, just like threw 10 yards over his receiver's head. After he threw the ball, one of the defenders took like three steps and threw like this half shoulder into him and knocked him on the ground. It's like, why would you do that? That's such a dumb play on a third down when you could have gotten off the field. And instead, you just hand him the first down. Or maybe it was a second and long. There was like a penalty on first down that set him back behind the... Behind the marks, whatever that phrase is, behind the change, behind the sticks. I haven't gotten to say those words in forever, and I'm honestly a little bit tired because I've been working a lot recently. Um, behind, They were behind the sticks, behind the change. I don't know why I'm struggling with that phrase right now, but um, that's what happened, and it's just because he's so frustrated because you're just like making players make mistakes the entire game and then just picking on them every time they make one. That just gets in your head. There, there are very few plus plays that they allow because, again, the first option on every play is just a fullback dive where you're going to pick up two or three yards unless it is totally loaded up in front of the fullback. And if that's the case, you just don't do it. And it's just such a beautiful brand of football. And I know that like a, a year ago at this point, because what? I think today was like the one-year anniversary of the Nebraska game last year. Which means essentially tomorrow is like, or no, the day after tomorrow would be the uh, one-year anniversary of me st- starting to talk way too much about the triple option in Air Force week. That was such a fun time. That was such a fun time. Um, and here we are again. But that was uh, that's just so much fun to watch. And the air raid works the same way. It's just like you will not be able to defend all of these guys because they are strategically positioned in a way that means that you won't defend them. Unless you're like playing man coverage and you just have like five good co- defenders in man coverage. It's uh, In that case, they're going to do something weird like run the quarterback or I don't know. So yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I think I'm a, I'm a triple option and air raid fan this season. That's uh, That's it. 
Every game, I'm rooting for those teams. Those are the games that I'm not going to miss. Because that's the tough part for me is like, I want to watch a lot of games, but there are a lot of other things I want to watch too. Like this this Navy game tonight, I really, really want to watch it. But also it starts like an hour before the Nuggets start. And as soon as the Nuggets start, that is getting my full attention. But now I'm thinking I'm going to be like at the DMVR bar. Maybe I bring my laptop and I can just put the football there. <sighs> There's just so many sports on right now that it's really hard to commit to like what to watch to. And so I need a little bit of structure. Air raid, triple option. And I think that that's going to be it. Uh, before we move on to actual real more bus related stuff, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Brackenridge Brewery. Brackenridge is one of my favorite partners here at DMVR because uh, they give us beer to drink. And that is very easy to talk about on this podcast because I really do love all of the beers they make. Um, the Avalanche, the Strawberry Sky, the, the I still haven't tried the new Broncos beer. I think it's called like the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. It just got dropped in the last week or so. Um, I really need to get my hands on one of those, even if it's just for the can. I'm not sure if you've seen the can yet, but it's like this beautiful blue. It's like the, it's like the remember the D logo on the helmet, um, where it was like the Bronco on the inside. And I always thought it was like a Bronco with a microphone, but really it was like the, the snort coming out of the Bronco's nose, which makes a lot more sense because Broncos can't really talk. But um, it's like the blue from back then. And, like, um, a pretty 80s like, font with the Broncos country. I don't know. I'm really high on the cans, which makes me think the beer has to be good, too. Um, so I got to get my hands on some of those. And the way to do it, of course, is by going to the Brackenridge Beer Locator on the Brackenridge Brewery website. And it'll tell you all the places you can try the uh, Broncos country hoppy pale ale or whatever beer it is that you do want to try. Um most of them you can find at like Costco or King Supers or most liquor stores. But the easiest way to make sure you get whatever it is you want to try is just by jumping on that beer locator real quick and seeing where whatever you want is for sale. So do that. Uh, also want to give a shout out to uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the number one rated sportsbook app in the United States and also the official betting partner of DNVR. I should say Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, now is the time to celebrate. That's right. Football is here. To kick off football's 101st season, DraftKings Sportsbook, again, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all users a no-brainer to start the season. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Have you ever heard of a football team losing by 100 points? Well, for week one, DraftKings is ensuring that even if Kansas City were to lose in historic fashion, you would still cash your bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to Kansas City plus 101 points for all users. So even if Kansas City loses by 100 points, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook. That's a no-brainer. Plus, DraftKings is giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week one, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so uh, in my daily Google of uh, college football and then clicking on news and then afterward Colorado Buffaloes and then clicking on news, I found a story that kind of interested me. Um, and there was it's more of like a couple of details in the story than anything else. Um, but it's a story from the uh, Wolverine Digest, which is Sports Illustrated and Maven's like Wolverine blog. Um, Michigan Wolverine blog, um, and Brandon Brown wrote about four offers that Michigan sent out to 2022 offensive linemen when that was allowed to happen about a week ago. Here's the interesting thing. Those four offensive linemen were four offensive linemen from Colorado. Uh, George Fitzpatrick of Cherry Creek, Connor Jones of Palmer Ridge, Braden Miller, and Caden Weatherby of Eagle Crest. Four offers from Michigan for Colorado offensive linemen. And I have some thoughts. Um, my first thought is that Colorado had better get one of those guys. I, <laughs> I think that that is um, a reasonable expectation. That, you know, again, Michigan gets some very good recruits, typically in the top 20 or so recruiting, often in the top 10. That means that they go after good football players, and that means that essentially every football player who gets offered is a good football player. You know, we've seen, a, I don't know if it's time to call it a Colorado to Michigan pipeline, but there have been some guys who have signed there, um, and... Not just at Michigan, but uh, you think of like Aiden K, that uh, defensive lineman who's going to Notre Dame. You know, there's the tight end who we're seeing videos already popping up from LSU camp as a freshman. Um, there is more talent in Colorado high school football than I think people recognize. The problem is that so much of it leaves the state, and that's been a problem for a while now. Um, now that I've kind of like spent a year watching what happens, you start to see what would happen if CU could keep all of the premier high school talent in the state. And obviously, no university is keeping all of the talent in its state at home. But you look at schools like, like Wisconsin does a great job of keeping the best football players in Wisconsin at Wisconsin. And I know that because I, again, have a roommate from Wisconsin who follows Wisconsin football. So I like also kind of follow it. And you realize that so many of their big name guys are coming from home. And that's something that you kind of just need. And it's something that I feel like comes up on this podcast every few months is this need to keep your talent in the state at the collegiate level. 
But during this time of year, when colleges are finally allowed to send out offers for the first time, this this year for the 2022 class, and it should obviously be like the, for the 2023 class, that first load of offers, you see where they're going, and you realize, okay, these are guys who Michigan basically sees as no-doubters. We want anybody we offer right now on this roster for sure, and we're willing to jump at them before their junior year of high school we've seen them play sophomore year of high school and we are happy about them that means that these top-notch brand name schools are confident that they really are elite high school football players who will be elite college football players and it's it's not to say that guys who get offered later in the process later in the cycle aren't as good but there is kind of this extra little bonus of we are this sure that we are willing to put this down right now you have a scholarship with us and I think that you can kind of follow those guys and in this case you know the, the four offensive linemen are a great place to start and see where they go and where the interest lies and how long Colorado's in the hunt because the thing is, if Colorado were able to hold on to all four of these guys, and I guess all four of them are offensive tackles, which is interesting because a lot of the talent in Colorado high school is uh, at the tackle position. You know, there are other guys, uh, Carson Lee being a great example of uh, of an interior lineman, a center who may actually be playing some guard now with the buffs. Who knows? Um if all four of those guys, and I guess now that you have Carson here too, I mean, that's a great offensive line, at least on paper. And so much of what prospects turn into, what recruits turn into, depends upon the coaching and the situation, all that kind of stuff, and the effort and the weight room and all of that. But you're starting at a good place if you land any of these four guys. And, you know, in theory, like all four of these guys. You wonder, though why they don't go to Colorado. And I have some guesses. Obviously, the first one is the success. You know, when you have the opportunity to go play for a Michigan, um, which isn't in that, like, top tier of elite programs. They aren't Ohio State or Bama or Clemson, but they are in that second tier. The programs that every year you're like, huh, they could be a college football playoff contender, and then they never quite are because they underachieve despite the recruiting successes that they have. That's like their own problem there. But they are consistently in the top 25 and often near that top 10. And that's a lot more appealing than what Colorado's been recently. What Colorado's been for most of the lives of, the, for example, these four guys. Um, you know, graduating in 2022, that means they'd be 18 then, born in like 2004. They missed all the glory years. They weren't around for that. Um, and that's a big knock. But also I th wonder about the coaching, you know, because Michigan does have the the money to pay for elite position coaches at every position. You know, I, I really like what we've seen from Mitch Rodriguez. You know, I was kind of – I had a lot of questions about the hire when it was made from what we've heard about him and kind of how he fits in. I, I – I, He's growing on me. He may not have the resume that you would be looking for, but a resume isn't everything. It's more about how you can coach football players. And I think that that weighs in as well. But the other thing is how the offense is built, at least in the case of offensive players. 
And I wonder if the fact that Colorado has gone more spread, more receivers. You know, you look at the recruiting classes and they put a lot of weight into recruiting receivers. And maybe they've just been missing out on the offensive linemen. But it doesn't seem like the linemen are being recruited in the same way, or at least you aren't having the same success. Here's where I'm getting to with all of this. I think that to be really successful as a college program, um, to, to build success, not just to sustain success, to build success, you need to be building your program around the strengths of the high schools in your state. If, if you're in a state that is producing, like Colorado is, a whole lot of offensive line talent, a whole lot of offensive line talent, that is where the majority of their top-tier prospects are playing, why wouldn't you be building your program around the running game? Why would you mess around with trying to throw the ball 60% of the time, 70% of the time, when you have, first of all, these offensive linemen who are coming through the state but also the running backs you know the Colorado running backs have been so good you know in the NFL right now just look at running backs born in Colorado you have Christian McCaffrey you have Philip Lindsay you have Kalen Bellage who is a monster at Arizona State on top of that, you know, obviously, like Austin Eckler, he wasn't a highly recruited guy, so who knows what would happen there anyway. But when you have running backs, you have offensive linemen, you have the tight ends, honestly, too. I mean, I don't know. I think that for Colorado to be successful, it's going to have to be able to retain all of its in-state talent. And in doing that you should be building toward this more powerful offense. This offense is very similar to what Carl Durrell ran when he was the head coach at UCLA the last time he had, like, real power over an offense. Um, you know, he had a short stint as an offensive coordinator since then. Um, I guess that's some power. But, but I don't know. I think that if Colorado really did brand itself as this grinded-out powerful football program you would see more of these offensive linemen say running backs stay um which i think is really important um so that's a thought i had today that i figured i should share and i guess there's one more piece you know once you get up to that elite level once you are an alabama or clemson or an ohio state or even really a michigan you kind of just get your pick of everybody and at that point that's where you can do all sorts of stuff but as of right now, instead of saying like, okay, we're going to be this pass-first offense, we're going to rely on recruiting receivers out of Texas and out of California, I would start by looking at what the state does well at the high school level, what kind of talent it produces, and then build around that so that you can say, hey guys, you're a good offensive lineman. Well, guess what? We have David Bakhtiari and Nate Solder already in the NFL, we have Will Sherman on his way, and we're doubling down on the running game, we're going to give you some tape to go show that you are a big mauler in the trenches, somebody that the NFL would really value. And I think it'd work. And I think that that has to be the pitch, is that we are doing what's best for the recruits in Colorado. I don't know. 
Do you guys have any thoughts on that or anything else? As always, you can uh, hit the comment section on the post for today's show at thedmvr.com and uh, let me know what you're thinking. Uh, before we get out of here for today, I do want to tell you about our friends over at WGT. W, ah, not W. Um, WGT, World Golf Tour is not only the most popular golf game in the world, it's also the official gaming partner of DMVR. It has become so popular that we have opened a third DMVR clubhouse, and each clubhouse holds 250 people. So, if you don't want to feel left out anymore, you can join us and download WGT and join the DMVR3 clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com. WGT Golf is the most realistic free golf game loved by more than 20 million players around the world. Play WGT Golf from the comfort of your couch or anywhere on the go. Play the closest to the hole or play the full Manska play? I think I think somebody somebody in our read sheet, like the Google Doc, was typing Manscape for some reason, pushed the words Manscape into play and ruin this read. I should, I'm not going to fix it. I'm going to let other people make this mistake. Uh, stay tuned to the DMVR Nuggets show tonight after the Nuggets game and see if Harrison reads Manska play instead of play on world-famous golf courses, including Pebble Beach, Bethpage Black, St. Andrews, Bandon Dunes, Wolf Creek, and more. Uh, it's so much fun. You can play top golf. You can play with real equipment from Titleist, Callaway, Ping, TaylorMade. So go to dmvrgolf.com and download WGT Golf today. W, WGT Golf today and join the DMVR3 Clubhouse because uh, we're having a lot of fun. All right, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back again tomorrow.